P.S. You're Wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And we're your hosts, Shelby and Matt. And it's been a while. Oh my gosh, Shelby, it's so exciting (laughs) to talk to you on the podcast. I've, you know, just been traveling abroad and... To the UK. To the UK. I've just been (laughs) jet-setting all over the English countryside. It was so fascinating, but I'm glad to be back. (laughs) We are maybe glad to have you back, you know, I... (laughs) I don't know how long <laughs> will last, but I'm glad you got to get out there and see the little bit of the world, you know, like really immerse yourself in culture and in art and food and theater. The The real problem, though, with this trip is, I mean, for those of you who are following me on social media, you saw that it was well documented. <laughs> for those of you who aren't following yes. me on social media, like get your act together. But... <laughs> Whenever you go on trips, you have Rob, who you can force to take a million oh, pictures yeah, of yeah, you. Yeah. And I did not have that person. <laughs> I was like with my family and then I was by myself. And I feel like there were lots of places where I was like, oh, shoot. Like if only like this would be a really good Instagram spot, but I'm not going to ask yeah. a stranger to take 60 pictures of me. So <laughs> it's a struggle. You just have to you just have to not care what anyone thinks. And you have to find youngish people. But not like annoying young. You have to find the people who are trying to take good photos already. And then they'll help you like get a really good photo. You know what I mean? Right. But do you ask strangers to take your picture places? (laughs) Yeah, I've done it. I hate it. My little sister just went on a solo trip too. And she asked a bunch of people. And they did a really good job of mostly framing her and like understanding the struggle of being a solo traveler. But this is why God invented selfie sticks. So... This Christmas, I'll I'll get you one. <laughs> no, I, I have like a little. I I don't have very much dignity, but I have like just enough to be annoying <laughs> that I won't allow myself to like bring a selfie stick to yeah. Buckingham Palace with it, me. Well, you do it like ironically, you know. It's like oh, you you you're doing it as a joke, you know. It's like oh, this is so lame. LOL. Look at me. I have a selfie stick. But it's weird when you're like by yourself and you're like a 27 year old guy and you also have a subject. Yeah, you know, there's like not, true. it's yeah. trickier to really pull that off in the yeah. way that you're that's true. describing. That's true. Not great optics. That's yeah, fair. No. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had fun and uh, were able to, you know, get away from the American pop culture scene for a while and maybe get a better understanding of the UK pop culture. Did you experience anything? <laughs> Um, you know, I, uh, there was, (laughs) um, I mean, I went to like Charles Dickens house, if that counts, you know, pop culture of the 1800s. Well, you were there for a BTS commercial, right? Yes, I was there for that. Yeah. Which I did not realize I was there for. (laughs) We, it was like our last day in London and my brother was like, I want to go to Piccadilly Circus. And I was like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's this, it's this thing. It's supposed to be like Times Square. (laughs) It's like a London thing. I was like, okay, whatever. So we were sort of (laughs) near-ish that location and we Mm -hmm. walked over there and it was like packed with people, like loads (laughs) of like teenage girls just sort of hanging out, like sitting there. (laughs) <laughs> and I was really confused because it's it's I guess it is maybe London's version of Times Square, but there's really only like yeah. one big screen. It's there's not that much going yeah, on. And I was of... like, to just be sitting here, like looking <laughs> around seems very underwhelming. But I was like, maybe if you'd never been to Times Square, or, you know, we're like from like you'd never left England that this would be really exciting and you'd want to just sit <laughs> here and like 
watch things. I don't know, whatever. Enjoy so it. we left yeah. because I was like, this is a tourist trap and there's nothing going on here that's <laughs> exciting. So we left. And then later that day, I think you texted me a picture of all of these people watching this BTS commercial <laughs> on the screen. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. That's why all of those people were sitting there. It's not like a normal occurrence yeah. that people just sit around <laughs> in that intersection. It was yeah. that they were there for this commercial. So it really... Yeah. Is pull a big things moment. together for me. Yeah. <laughs> you were a part of history, but you didn't even care. So, I mean, was it history? What was the commercial? I, I didn't really follow the story at all. No, no, no. They were filming a commercial. So BTS was there. And oh, BTS is like the biggest it. boy grant. Yeah, yeah. The boy I, group yes. in the world. No, I'm, I'm well acquainted with BTS. <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a K-pop well, fan. Okay. But... I mean, how big of a fan are you? You were there and you didn't even know it, you know? I, I think I was there hours before they were there. I think that's the issue. Yeah. Well, it happened. So you can always pretend that you meant to be there and it's your claim to fame and stuff. But mm-hmm. other than exactly. that, how did you how did you enjoy your hiatus? Did you feel lost without, you know, Twitter and Instagram telling you what's up? Yeah, I mean, I was posting things on Instagram, but I really wasn't following Twitter or social media in any way, shape or form. I felt completely lost. However, (laughs) everything closes in England so early, especially sort of (laughs) like not in London. And I'm used to New York where everything is open 24 seven. So there were lots of times in the second week of the trip where I was by myself at that point. I had like done museums and whatever during the day I had eaten dinner and you know, it's like six thirty seven, and there's like <laughs> everything is closed. And my options mm-hmm. are, I can just like go hang out at a bar by myself. I can go back to the <laughs> hostel and like hang out with the weird people there. Or in a couple of different scenarios, there were like movie theaters near where I was staying. So I just went and saw movies. Mm. So I did end up seeing more movies Ooh, than I thought perfect. I was going to, but completely outside of the context of like, did they do well? Were people talking about <laughs> them? Like, were there controversies? I have no idea. I saw them like completely yeah. blind. Wow. That's so unique. You know, what a refreshing what a refreshing way to view movies, you know, no bias involved. That's really admirable. I'm like the yeah. tabula rasa <laughs> just sitting here waiting yeah. for it to imprint on me. But yeah. we decided that for this episode, since I just got back and I'm like, you know, trying to do a million a things lag. and get my yeah. life back together, that we would just record like a quick catching up podcast where we just kind of like mm-hmm, talk about mm-hmm. the stuff that we saw the last couple weeks that Shelby would catch me up on all of the big pop culture stories and you know just kind of chat like we're old friends yeah just play pretend like that but um Mm -hmm. no it's uh (laughs) it's been good i feel like there was always a lot of news but it was like quick news you know over Mm -hmm. in a minute but one thing that got a lot of press last week was jezebel released a list it, I guess it was an article, but it was really just a list um, titled Actors Who Are Bad at Acting. And oh. Twitter just erupted because <laughs> this is the list that they uh, they had. They had Brie Larson, Jennifer <sighs> Lawrence, Michael B. Jordan, Kristen Stewart, Amy Adams, Emma Watson, and then people like Vin Diesel and Ashton Kutcher, 
Ansel Elgort, Angelina Jolie, Bradley Cooper, you know, Did Daniel Radcliffe. justifications for this? <laughs> oh, no. It was just a list that was meant to incite fury. And incite yeah. fury it did. You know? Some of those people are, like Daniel Radcliffe, I don't think is a great actor. But, yeah. but like Brie Larson and Jennifer, like Jennifer Lawrence is a great actress. Amy Adams mm-hmm. is a great actress. She's been oh, nominated for nine that. million Oscars. She's fantastic. Like, <sighs> yeah. To put and her Michael and Vin B., Diesel you know? in the same camp. I know. It feels so dirty. It's like, come on, show some respect. It's like, come on, Glory Grace Moritz, probably. Yes, definitely. Give her her own list. But like, no, don't put her up there. How dare you? She almost had an Oscar. (laughs) If it wasn't for Louis C.K., she would have one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. You Uh, always forget that fact. She was so close. So close. But it was really funny to see Twitter kind of lose its mind. And they were all like, don't give the article any clicks. But if you want to read it, here's the screenshots I took. (laughs) And it just made its rounds. And everyone was like, everyone was really upset about Amy Adams' inclusion, which is fair because she's probably of the list, like top Mark for sure. And like, it could have been an interesting discussion because Mark Wahlberg, is he a good actor? I don't know. Debatable, you know, it could have been interesting to unpack, but to just list them. So, so venomously, it just felt so, you know, they were just trying to antagonize a fan base. (laughs) Well, I guess it worked. It did. And then some other fun news. Justin Bieber, I guess, caught like a Mission Impossible movie over the weekend because he just woke up randomly and tweeted like challenging Tom Cruise to a fight. Because he thinks he can win. <laughs> and he just like he just tweeted him. He just tweeted him and was like, I challenge you to a fight. Who wants to pay for this? And like it started this meme where everyone is now challenging actors to fights of like, you know, 30 year older than you actors. It's just interesting to think of Justin Bieber like duking it out. What kind Tom of fight? Cruise. Like a sword fight? Like a like fight. wrestling? <laughs> like a, like, like I think like a other? like a boxing type, like you know, like a fist to fist combat <laughs> in the Madison Square Garden. I don't know. Tom uh, Cruise seems a little sturdier than Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber has sort of yeah. a dainty feel. To him, <laughs> I, I think. Well, that's probably why he wants to prove himself. You know, he's feeling a little, his masculinity's feeling a little vulnerable after seeing Tom Cruise hold his breath for eight minutes and like the fifth <laughs> Mission Impossible. And he's like, I'm a strong man too. And you know, he just has to assert his energy. If you had to face off against like a 55 year old actress, who would it be? <laughs> I'm trying to think now. I mean, that's sweet that you think 55 is 30 years older than me but um (laughs) well um, it's close i mean 58 okay (laughs) i guess i could probably take on like i don't even know ages now is meryl streep way older than that or is that like her age she's like in her 60s she's not really i think okay what about like, like nicole kidman like that's oh, okay. the age group yeah. that I think you're in. Okay, I wouldn't want to take on Nicole Kidman because she's so tall and lithe, and I feel like she could really move quickly. So maybe more like Helen Mirren. She's <laughs> she like, like sad. she's like almost eighty. <laughs> I could I could stand a chance against her though. You know, like if I had to choose, 
you yeah. know, she was in red too. So, so maybe mm. she'd be better than it. It yeah. would be an interesting fight is what I'm saying. Okay. Gotcha. What about you? I feel like, like oh. Matthew Perry or. <laughs> Matthew Perry. Well, let's see. 30 years uh, older than me in the 50s. I'm going to go with uh, Cecily Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Actors over 50. She's I'm like 900. This. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot for you. There's just so many men who are out. Maybe you like fight Paul Rudd. Paul oh, Rudd's 50. No. Paul Rudd would destroy me. <laughs> but he'd be too nice you know honestly i would get beat you? by anybody i could maybe be like johnny depp <laughs> what about paul blart mall cop what's his no, name he's he's so much bigger than i am <laughs> maybe paul you giamatti confidence oh yeah yeah there that's a good one or you could just take on um i guess how old is kanye is he like i guess he's I like in his 40s he's not 50 okay. Well, I knew he wasn't 50 yet, but I suddenly he was might like, not. He I, I bet 30s? he's like 42. I bet okay. he's around that age. Let me look. Well, the Kardashians were in the news, too, this weekend because and this is just the craziest story. I'm obsessed with this story. Kylie Jenner threw a birthday party for one of her good friends. And, you know, they go all out for their parties. Like cool, Kanye's 42. Do I know Kanye oh. <laughs> or do I know Kanye? You do. Congrats. Anyways, back to Kylie. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So she party. throws this Handmaid's Tale themed birthday party <laughs> where she decks <laughs> out her whole house to be like Gilead with red, red, red. She has like ants, um, you know, like the the yeah, servant the, women yeah. dress to greet uh-huh. you and be like under his eye. All the girls who show up put on the handmade dresses and they drink like praise be vodka. It's just like For very what? out of touch. <laughs> yes. Someone's birthday is just like, whoa, like what you're doing right now is like celebrating a story about like female subjugation, rape, like very tragic things. And on top of that, it's just bad timing, like with the politics of like America right now, where female, you know, reproduction is like under attack, basically. And it does draw comparisons maybe to some of the Handmaid's Tales themes. And she's just turning it into a fun bash, you know? (laughs) And so people really chewed her out for that one because it just, it just looks bad, you know? But Shelby, like people said that about your Guantanamo Bay themed birthday party last (laughs) year and, and you didn't change it. No, no, we can't have that record. That's a joke. He's being facetious. <laughs> like, let the record show. No, it was I mean, real. <laughs> we had you, I mean, you were waterboarded with vodka. Didn't happen. Remember yeah. that was part of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, some people were like, "Why are you giving Kylie a hard time when you guys are throwing your Game of Thrones parties, which also celebrates, mm. you know, rape?" And I just like think they're different because one is fiction science fiction or i mean fantasy and the other one is speculative you know (laughs) where it's like this could happen you know okay i have a hot take i have a hot take oh no do we think that it season three (laughs) is is out now it like just came out do we think that this was some kind of sponsored event (laughs) like hulu paid (laughs) kylie money to have a birthday party 
theme <laughs> Handmaid's Tale to get it back in the minds of people and be like, oh, is there a new season of that coming out? Oh, yeah, there is. Let yeah. me watch it. Yeah. It would have made more sense if they had all dressed up to be the wealthy, like, wives, you know, the officer wives who oh, yes. wear green and, you know, mm-hmm. who who pretend everything is good and ignore the Less rapes iconic, happening. though. Yeah. <laughs> then I could maybe believe that it was some clever marketing, but this just felt like Kylie being Kylie, you know? And in true Kardashian form, they've just refused to acknowledge it, and it'll probably be an episode on keeping up with the Kardashians hey, next season. I'll watch so. it. I will watch it. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Oh, but those are really the highlights that like I treasured and like couldn't wait to share with you. But other than that, I have just been filling my time watching a lot, a lot of movies. And a lot of new shows have have re- a lot of shows have started their new seasons. So <laughs> yes. there's just been a lot, you know. Yes. So what did so you see while watch. you were while you were abroad? While I was abroad, I saw <laughs> Book Smart, which oh, yeah. I loved. And and I heard that it didn't do as well as people wanted it to. And that it was right. there was like a lot of disappointment on the box office that it got. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. I guess I I don't know. It's on one hand. Like, I loved it. I thought it was a fantastic movie Mm -hmm. and, like, exactly what I wanted from a comedy. But I can see how it didn't necessarily reach a lot of people because it's really aimed at that, like, millennial Gen Z audience, but it's an R-rated movie. So, like, high Mm -hmm. schoolers can't necessarily go see it. One of the girls (laughs) who I work with is, like, 23 and went to see it and didn't have her ID with her and they wouldn't let her in the theater. What? Yes, that's a true story. That is so funny. I've never in my life been carded at a movie theater. Yeah, me either. And they were like, well, anybody who looks like they're under 25, we have to ask for their ID. And she's like, well, I don't have my ID. I like just walked here. I didn't think I would need it. And they're like, like, well, I'm sorry. Like, you can't see this. She's like, I have a picture of it. And they're like, nope, sorry. Like, doesn't work. So she didn't get to see it. And she had bought the ticket. She had bought the ticket online on her phone. Oh, man, that employee was just going through a power trip. I guess. That is hilarious. I think it also suffered because it was released on such an odd weekend. Like, this should have been like a fall release. I think they were trying to be like, oh, it's about high school graduation. Let's release it during high school graduation. But that meant it was competing with like big summer blockbusters like Aladdin. I think John Wick had come out the weekend before and something yeah, but else. Like, it, that's still in theaters. Avengers still in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocket yeah. Man, I think, came out that same <laughs> oh, week, yeah, which Rocket I also Man. saw. Did you see yeah, Aladdin? Yeah, so it's just like, no. <laughs> I was grateful we didn't have a podcast that forced me to see it. I think I'm fine without ever seeing it, so... Sorry yeah, to our listeners who too, wish we... But I, but I was like, oh, I wonder if it's good and if I actually should see it because I heard good things and <laughs> I was like, Shelby will love watch it. it. No, I didn't. But I did love Booksmart and I wanted to do... Everyone, it like did really well critically. Like it's certified fresh. It has like 97%. Audiences and critics love it. But it just didn't get the the big weekend they were expecting. And I think people are pretty mad with the production team for their lack of marketing it well so it'll be interesting to see like if it sticks and you know if it'll become like a cult classic or if it's just kind of gonna fizzle away into nothing (laughs) well 
I also think that the distribution of the movie, I'm surprised mm-hmm. that they just like put it out everywhere. I think that this would have done yeah. well in that like eighth grade slot, like open it in August when there's not that much going on in a small theater is let it build word of mouth buzz. And then you can go wide with it. Cause this is yeah. definitely a movie that, I mean, I've talked with so many people since then. I've been like, you have to see book smart. It's so funny. It's like the best comedy I've seen in a yeah. long time. It's an actual funny movie. Like I was, actually laughing out loud in the theaters (laughs) i also saw late night like a couple of days later and did not have the same experience with that (laughs) so you know it's hard to get a good comedy and i felt like booksmart nailed it i know and a problem happened where it was released on netflix like simultaneously in the foreign markets and so once that happens it's so easy to get illegally that people just don't end up going to the theater so it was like on twitter i saw a bunch of shady people being like hey dm me the link i want to see this movie and i was like well then go support it you know (laughs) like come on people But that was probably the highlight of the last two weeks for me. I didn't end up seeing Late Night because our um, AMC app glitched and it said it wasn't available. But I know. I know. Like, who even am I? I went and saw Late Night at this, like, very old, like, rundown one-room theater in Edinburgh. And... Mm -hmm. Uh, it was mostly like me and elderly women who were seeing it. So I think mm-hmm. that's the, I think it was pulling more from the uh, Emma Thompson demographic than from the Mindy Kaling <laughs> demographic. And this was like a, it was about late night. I don't, it, watching it, all of the good parts and all of the plot points are in the trailer. And so the whole time <laughs> you're watching it, you're like, I know exactly what's going to happen. I know exactly yeah. what the jokes are. Like, here comes Mindy Kaling. Like, we're going to ask her to go <laughs> pick up a lunch order and then she's going to sit on a garbage can. Oh, she did those things. It's just like a longer <laughs> version of the trailer. There's not a lot of extra stuff in that movie that you didn't see already. Uh, and that's, I think, part yeah. of the reason why I love Booksmart is that it's so jam-packed with stuff <laughs> and there's so many things that aren't <laughs> in the trailer that whole murder mystery dinner party scene was just (laughs) like i was i was almost crying it was so funny and none of that was was in the trailer funny Mm. yeah and they just had such good chemistry too and it felt so real and like fun to watch and i loved it so much and it really hit that nostalgia like factor for me yeah but then i (laughs) i watched the um jonas brothers documentary that they released on amazon um did did you get a chance to watch this no okay so this is the thing is i'm not even a jonas brothers fan like growing up like i wasn't like into them at all like I didn't really I had heard some of their songs but I didn't know anything about them really so anyways when when Sucker came out I was like wow I really like this sound like maybe I'll like their music and then I heard that they had this documentary about their reunion and like why they broke up and you know I love good gossip so I was like I have to watch this and you guys I'm like I'm like a Joe Bros stan now like it was a really entertaining documentary and they have like a really interesting career that I really wrote off as just like them being Disney stars but they had been like gunning for fame since long before they got signed to Disney and it was a really good documentary that made me much more invested in their relationship as brothers and now I'm really into their interviews and I think they're much funnier than I originally believed them to be so 
So that's mm. worth checking out if you're looking for some tween gossip and like OMG, like, you know, the moment Kevin talked to Danielle and when Nick fell in love with Miley and why they broke up and, and what drama went down behind the scenes that was always just whispered about in the tabloid. So <laughs> it was good. Have you listened to their new album? I've only I listened to Sucker and really liked that mm-hmm. and watched the music video mm-hmm. and then whatever their second song was I was like ooh this is cool. gonna be good too and it wasn't and then uh, I yeah. I don't know I just I'm music is definitely my weakest spot in pop culture I don't know it nearly as well as I know movies or TV mm-hmm. and. I just find it difficult <laughs> to sit and listen to a whole album if it's yeah, not yeah. somebody that I really, really like. And yeah. so, and even people that I like, I like listen to the album once and then sort yeah. of just like pick out songs that I want to listen to again. Right. And the Jonas Brothers are not on that list. But <laughs> speaking of music, the new Katy yeah. Perry song is so oh, good. Yeah. And just like crying Katy Perry. What's it called? Um Never Never Really Never Really Over. Over? Is that never it? Really Over. Yes. I think that's it. <laughs> it's good. I listened to it and I was like, yes, like Katy Berry is coming back. Oh yeah. Did you see that think piece on BuzzFeed though that was like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift are proof that like pop music is dying or something. I, I did. I did see that. <laughs> it was all it was really it was all over the place for me. I was like and this isn't just because I'm a Taylor Swift stan. Like I was reading the pieces about Katy Perry and I was like, I mean, this seems unfair and weirdly assumptive for Buzz someone. <laughs> it's like I have I have friends who work for BuzzFeed. It's there oh, are yeah. things about it that are great. And I don't want to disparage it, but I think that they're <laughs> when they try to wade into like the think yeah. piece news, <laughs> yeah. let's drum up some, you know, interesting hot takes. I don't think yeah. it usually goes well for them. And <laughs> yeah. it's like it's like if Cosmo or, you know, Us Weekly comes out with something that's like a like, like a ooh, long form. Yeah. Let yeah. me write a long form piece about like abortion laws. It's like, no, this <laughs> yeah. just doesn't really feel right. And yeah. I, I sort of feel the same. Like if Vulture had written an article or Vanity Fair had written an article, I'd be right. much more inclined to believe it. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I do think that there is an issue with streaming where because streaming is so much more song mm-hmm. people are listening to things based only on the weight of the song there's not really right. a lot of carryover because someone's a famous artist or because the album is good because you're not dependent on like DJs picking out right. the music that they're playing it's just you pick out the music so if some random person has a really good song you could listen to that a million times and never listen to anything else that they do <laughs> or if yeah. Katy Perry ha- has a new song and you don't like it you don't have to listen to it but right. so I think that that hinders people who are famous. Like I think that people like Ariana Grande and Taylor Swift and uh, Katy Perry have more misses now than they maybe would have in a previous right. era. But I don't think that means that the pop star is like dead by any. I know <laughs> it was so dramatic, and it's also like hard when BuzzFeed it just like switches tones constantly because it's like the day before they'd had a list that was like omg katie perry's new song has me dead r.i.p oh, me yeah. and then just like gifts list of like how great it is and i'm just like 
where is the unity of your voice right now? Like, I just need to know what to expect from you guys. Because <laughs> it just feels like they're chasing whatever the... They just want the hits and the likes. But... Oh, yeah. I do love Katy Perry's new song, and it does make me excited. There are some rumors that um, she left an Easter egg at the end of her music video, hinting at a collaboration with Taylor Swift. Because... Ooh. Okay, so Taylor Swift's like catchphrase this era is step into the daylight and let it go. Cause she said that in one of her interviews and at the end of Katie Perry's music video, she steps into the daylight and there's a sign that says, let it go. And so people are Swifties are like, OMG, they've buried the hatchet, you know, last year, Katy Perry sent an olive branch. And so maybe what's coming is a collaboration between these frenemies. So something to look forward to. I mean, I guess, but both of their careers are over and they're never going to be successful again. <laughs> You're right. So like, what's the point? Right. You know, no oh, one will listen to this song that they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, probably. Is anything going on with Taylor Swift? Has she had that not so great song a couple of weeks ago? And I feel like I <laughs> it's have been heard a, it's been like six weeks. It's been yeah, it's been literally it's been two months because it came out April 26th. So almost two months since me came Do out. We have like an Nothing. album release day. No information. No, she just is doing like promo performances and some small interviews popping up to say like, listen to me. No one knows what is going on. The Swifty fandom is losing its mind. Like, I honestly, I don't... This is the first time where I'm like, I don't know what Taylor Swift is thinking. Because usually, like, I really consider her, like, whether or not you like her music or you think she's calculated or whatever, she's been a very savvy businesswoman. And I've always respected the way she navigates the musical industry and her records and all this. And so right now, I do not know what's going on. And it is like, it's a little unnerving for me. But there's rumors of a surprise performance in mid, in late June. So we think there must be an announcement coming soon of new music because it can't just be a performance of me or something. Or she might do a live stream, which is what she's always done in the past to announce the album. Um, and so that might be the secret event as well as some sort of live stream to be like, here's the details. But yeah, nothing so, new and it's been slow. So I have two theories about this that okay. I don't know. You know, you may have heard. I don't know. You know, I'm just throwing <laughs> things at the wall here. But theory number one, do you think that she could do a like surprise drop album? I know that that's not her usual MO, mm-hmm, but like, mm-hmm. do you think that that could be in the works? Because a lot of other artists do that. I don't know. Like in some ways I think, oh yeah, like why wouldn't she try it? But I am also think she's hypersensitive to criticisms of like copying, you know? So I don't know if she'd want that to be people's immediate judgment is like, how does this compare to Lemonade? Like, oh, does Taylor Swift think she's the next Beyonce? She can just drop this surprise album. And also, there's a level of control that comes when you're marketing an album and and like having that time to drum up interest. So I'd be shocked if she just suddenly released a whole album because it seems like unless you're a Beyonce, it'd be hard to have that translate to sales in the same way Taylor has done in the past, you know? 
Well, and the thing with Beyonce is I think her her albums don't necessarily sell as well. Right. Uh, she kind of has like a different market at this point than yeah. she's not like trying to be the number one pop star anymore. Right. And, <laughs> and also, I think the reason why Lemonade and Beyonce worked so well is because they were both like visual albums. So I don't right. know if Taylor Swift would also be doing that as well. <laughs> My other thought was... She has like this rainbow color scheme that's going on right now yeah. in her current stuff. June is Pride Month. Do you mm-hmm. think that she could be doing some big like pride related thing? Like in like I don't know, I don't know when the various, you know, parades and festivals are, but like do you think that she could do something surprising at like Nashville Wouldn't Pride or whatever? Yeah, you've been so out of it. I mean, on June 1st, she like she released her statement about like the Equality Act and and told all of her followers that they should write letters to their senators and like to be involved. And like she performed at Wango Tango in like a pride outfit and was like, everyone should be able to love anyone. And so she's definitely been more outspoken and people are sort of curious if something is going to come. But I think most of the pride, like I think the DC pride is the main one. And that happened last week. And I guess I don't know when Nashville's is. But but the interesting thing about June is that Taylor Swift's calendar does have a stamp on the entire <laughs> month of June. So you might be onto something there, Matt. You're a real stan. Oh, yeah. These stamps. I forgot about that. Well, I was just thinking, <laughs> I mean, because the there's like pride stuff oh, all yeah. over New York right yeah. now. And I was like, well, that's her same color scheme. And it feels right. like she has to like understand that. You know, that, yeah. that comes with like that. I Wait, mean, it's like when if you is had the a, New York pride? When is the New York pride parade? Uh, I have no idea, but I don't think it's happened. I mean, maybe it was this past weekend, but I don't think so. I don't think it's happened yet. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's happened yeah, yet. Yeah, because, you know, you could be on to something. <laughs> oh, Matt, you could have just guessed it all. You could have just cracked oh my the case gosh. wide open. <laughs> Bring me on Swiftish. Let me yeah. spout yeah, out we'll some definitely theories have to. of <laughs> new hit album that Taylor Swift is yeah. releasing called Pride. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> So we talked a little bit about movies and music. Is there mm-hmm. anything on either of those fronts you want to talk more about? Or do you want to jump into some TV? Well, so there was a Netflix movie that came out, too, that's gotten some really good press. And I think this is one of the ones where they're trying to roll it out in theaters simultaneously. And it's Ali Wong and Randall Park's Always Be My Maybe, which is a cute little rom-com on Netflix. And it was actually a lot of fun. And it has the best cameo I've ever seen with Keanu Reeves. <laughs> and it just is hilarious and makes the movie worth it in its own way. So it's definitely a good one. It was like, you know, it's a rom-com. It hits all its marks, but it did it in like a refreshing way where it didn't like... It, no one fell into like too tropey of a role and the characters seemed pretty interesting and realistic. And Ali Wong is just a great energy. She's a stand-up comedian and I don't know if she's had like acting roles in the past, but this is like the first movie I've seen her in and she did great. And it was just a fun little love story. And Keanu Reeves was honestly so funny. So if you're enjoying his Renaissance this year, like that's definitely one to check out. 
I always have trouble with Netflix movies because there's not like a sense of urgency to see them. Yeah. And so I feel like I put them off and then I inevitably just never watch them. Also, some of them are just so bad. And <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> I know we've talked before about when a big star is in a Netflix movie, how it has to be terrible. But I just yeah. saw an advertisement for this Netflix movie called Myst- Murder Mystery, I think, that's uh-huh. coming out like next week that has Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston in it. Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> this movie has to be the worst movie ever if it stars two huge name comedy stars and I have not heard about it and it comes out like in a week. Well, it's because um, Adam Sandler had that like Netflix deal, right? Where he like did six movies with them or something. But have you heard about this movie? No, I, I mean, not. I've seen ads on Netflix for it. But yeah, no, it's going to be bad. But what's the last good movie Adam Sandler has done? You know, Jack and Jill. Oh, <laughs> okay. I mean, if that's the bar, then there's chance that this might be better. <laughs> so <laughs> did you see Rocket Man? I just wanted to. Oh, yeah, I did. Yes, I did. And you know what's sad is I should have remembered that better because it was a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody. But I think everyone just has like burnout that no one's going to like care about this movie in two days, you know? Yeah, I had that same thought where I really liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was very similar, though, to Bohemian Rhapsody, only Mm -hmm. it was a lot better. But I think that whatever fervor there was, was eaten up by all of that Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's not going to be there for this movie, despite the fact that it's the music's better. Taron Egerton is mm. actually singing. There's oh, like yeah. <laughs> dance numbers in it. The costumes are yeah, great. Yeah, it's like but... an interesting way to tell. And it was a good example of how you can tell an entire life story while still feeling like deep and rich and complex and interesting, you know? Unlike Because Bohemian Rhapsody was just, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just sad that they're going to inevitably be compared to one another. And Rocket Man should have come out first because the conversation would have been totally reversed. I know. So frustrating. It's what happened to Deep Impact when Armageddon came out. So <laughs> I can relate. Oh, I meant to ask, did you watch Godzilla? No, isn't that shocking? I did I... not go see Godzilla. I'm ashamed of myself. Shelby. Did you see it? No, no, dear Lord. (laughs) If I wasn't dragged to see that because of you, there's no way I would see it. I didn't see the last one. Because we had visitors and no one wanted like our visitors didn't want to see that. And so we didn't. And it just like and then the reviews came in and they weren't great. And so I was like, well, I guess I just lost the energy. I know I might. I'll. I mean, I would say I'd probably see it, but there's so many good movies coming out soon that it sort of feels like I'll probably just wait for it to be on Netflix, you know? Oh, you could, I know. You could probably catch it on a plane, I would imagine. Yeah. I was yeah, actually sort of annoyed because I was on, <laughs> I had, you know, like seven hour flights to London and back to London. Yeah. And the majority of oh, the movies yeah. I had already seen. I was like, That's I've true. seen all of these. It was all <laughs> of the Oscar movies. Yeah. It was everything that came out like around Christmas, all the movies that came yeah. out early this year. The only thing that I could find on there that I sort of wanted to watch that I hadn't seen yet was Escape Room, which turns out wasn't <laughs> great. 
but I watched that. <laughs> yeah. We need to earmark movies that we just will save to watch on planes because I was thinking about that too. I used to love taking long flights because I would just binge watch movies I hadn't seen. But it, so. but it was like there were things on it that I had in my mind like, oh, I should see Kira Knightley and Colette or I should see, <laughs> you know, that fighting with my family movie. But then when oh, yeah. I actually got to the chair and the plane i was like do i really want to watch that like not really (laughs) so i ended up just watching the whole entire first season of killing eve in one like oh yeah six hour long setting oh that's good that's a good one had you seen it before i hadn't so now i'm all caught up on that and i also saw the first episode of escape at danamora so i feel like i'm getting caught up (laughs) on my tv shows like about a year late oh well good good job I also saw Brightburn, which is that um, oh, if Superman yuck. was evil movie. Was it It was terrible? a lot more. It wasn't terrible, but it was a lot more horror than I expected. Like there was a lot of gory, violent, terribly shocking shots in that film. <laughs> wow. And I guess I had just sort of expected something more like not playful, but maybe like campy, you know, like just a little more uh-huh. silly i guess and it was really like owning its evilness and it like r- there were some crazy deaths in that movie that i mean frankly you might enjoy and i was just like so not into it but it was an interesting story and they avoided some of the like cliches i thought they would do and obviously it's a familiar story because it's the superman story except he turns out to be the creepiest little kid on earth And so it was like, it was good, but it was also disgusting. So take that as you will. But those are all the movies I saw. (laughs) I also saw Ma, which I was hoping would be a good horror movie. But like Late Night, all of the movie was in the trailer. And it wasn't... (laughs) It really wasn't scary. It wasn't that creepy. It was just sort of like, meh, whatever. So... (laughs) Yeah, I think the best thing I watched, though, and this is sad stuff, is the new Ava DuVernay um, miniseries on Netflix about the Central Park Five called When They See Us. Oh, my gosh. It is so well done in like the worst way because it's just so hard and frustrating and sad to watch. It's only four. Oh, and it it moves pretty like quickly. And it's really like. I mean, I had like, I'd seen the documentary. I knew the story pretty well, but it's just like really visceral to like watch it. And all the cast is so good. Like, honestly, the kids are just amazing in it. And one of them, Corey, is like the best. And he should definitely be nominated for something because of this. Because it was just like, oh my gosh, it was a lot. It was really heavy, but like really valuable, I thought. And so... I'm glad she's back to doing that social justice <laughs> film stuff instead of like the what was the movie that made me cry? Yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh, that was bad. <laughs> yeah. So this is way better. This is way up her avenue and she owns that and it's a really good show. I know that like Emmy nominations don't come out for about another month and then it's about another month or so after that before the awards, but I'm already like, okay, I need to watch that. I need to watch Fosse Verdun. I need to watch Escape of Danamora. I need to catch up on Handmaid's Tale and Killing (laughs) Eve. It's like there's so many things that I I need to like polish off before the Emmys come along. Should one of us watch Mrs. Maisel at some point? Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
no thanks <laughs> volunteer not as tribute but i mean it is weird that it's only we've been gone two weeks and yet we've we can fill up like a whole hour just talking about all the things we saw and all the I things know. that happened and it's just too much it's overwhelming and we're both this behind. new season like of- we both yes. missed a lot of things too and i know yeah. I haven't even started the season three of Handmaid's Tale. Like, what am I doing with my life? I don't know. I didn't even watch season two yet. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say this. I I feel like the current, like, show, the big show of the moment is Big Little Lies. And I did not watch the first season, but I'm, like, halfway through it now. And it's fantastic. So I'm, like, speeding up. Got to catch up on that. And then Stranger (laughs) Things will be this summer. So I feel like I'm good on the big shows. Like, I'll, yes. I'll have those covered, at least. Yes, I did watch the premiere of Big Little Lies, and this introduces um, Meryl Streep, and she is a delightfully just, like, mean mother figure, and it's a fun role for her. I'm excited. She, <laughs> It was fun. I was sort of like, ugh, what are they going to do with her? Like, why are they having a second season? And I'm still not sure I'm going to love it, but I really do enjoy Meryl Streep's part in it so far, so... It and the music is just so though, good to think about Emmy wise. You have Meryl Streep who's in this show. You think, okay, she's probably a lock for like an Emmy nomination and, you know, could possibly win, but it's weird mm-hmm. that they would put this out in the summer when yeah. <laughs> it won't be eligible for another year and she'll have lost so much steam. And it's the same exact oh, yeah. thing that HBO did with Amy Adams last year with Sharp mm. Objects. Like that Sharp Objects is eligible for this year's Emmys. Isn't that crazy when you think about oh, really? when we watched that? Ew. Like <laughs> that was so long yeah. ago. Oh no, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it just drags it on, I guess. So... We'll be talking about Maniac, about Jack Ryan, (laughs) about Sharp Objects, (laughs) all again because the Emmys are coming up. Go back and listen to those great episodes. (laughs) Yeah, but was there anything else you uh, watched or encountered on your travels? I don't think so. I mean, the only other thing I was going to say is that movie heaters in the UK, when you go and get popcorn, they ask if you want sweet popcorn or salty popcorn. Oh, I was like, what? I mean, I guess it's kettle corn, which it's is kettle corn, well, which is great. But I was sort of like, that's not movie theater popcorn. Like, do you put butter on? <laughs> oh my gosh, corn? I would I don't love know, that. that. Weird. Oh man, that, did you try it at least? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. I got Matt. scared. When in Rome. <laughs> oh man. Well, at least he saw BTS, sort of. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I was there. I was in the middle of the shoot. If you look in the yeah. if you look in the background, you can, you can see, see me. You can see him. Yeah, with this little phone microphone. Me in that music video, it's basically like you in the Taylor Swift concert video. It's the same. Oh yeah, thing. definitely the same mm-hmm. level of exposure for sure. Yes. But I'm glad we got to catch up and, uh, you know, kind of see where we stand with each other after two weeks. It feels like, you know, we still got a thing going. So we'll be back next week, right? Yeah, we're talking about the new Men in Black (laughs) movie with Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth. 
Time just flies, man. I know, for real. But I don't think there's really anything else coming out next week, so it might be a good week to catch up on that Godzilla movie, too, and let us know Okay, yeah. I'll bring it to the love it or hate it conversation, for sure. people want to know. Is it good? (laughs) Is it bad? Did you see the new... I'm just looking really quick at the movies. Did you see Dark Phoenix? I, like, sort of want to see it, but I I think it's also going to be bad. I haven't seen, like, any of those new X-Men movies. Like, I'm really out of the loop there, so... I don't feel any draw to it except that I'm a new Sophie Turner stan because I'm a new Joe Jonas stan and I really like their energy as a couple. So like maybe I should go see it to support her, but also I don't want to sit through a movie that has 15% on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Oh my gosh. Is that really how bad it is? I think it went up actually. I think the original review was a lot lower, but it managed to squeak up a few notches. So I think it's Shaft in the 20s now. also comes out next week. Are you going to oh. go see that? <laughs> I'm more likely to see that than Dark Phoenix. Also, um. that movie Anna comes out in two weeks. And that has, that trailer has played in every single movie that I yeah. was, went to see. That trailer played before Rocket Man. And I was like, oh, yeah. is there an overlap in this audience <laughs> of people who are going to see Rocket Man and the people who want to go see Anna? Yeah. Better to overexpose than to just hope that your audience finds its way there. And, you know, then you have a case like Booksmart where it just fizzles into the shadows because no one knew about it. Um, of all of the things that you've like seen or encountered since our last episode, if you had to tell people like, go listen, watch one thing, what is it? Booksmart, for sure. <laughs> Same. Okay, great. Yeah, so everybody oh go gosh, see Booksmart. What a way to it's start. hysterical. It's so fun. Maybe we're And it's just... Jonah Hill's little sister. So that's a fun yes. fact, you know? Beanie. And Billy yeah, Lord, so uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter's in it. Yeah, so much fun to be had. Do you think that this is the start of us always having the same opinions through the whole summer? <laughs> the summer. That's interesting. I mean, with that limitation, like maybe, but you'll have to see next week, Men in Black for how we do. <laughs> I think it's technically a new series. So oh, Men okay, in Black okay. International. Men in Black one. International. I see. My apologies. So we don't have to discuss <laughs> the Will Smith myself. stuff too much, but you know. <laughs> We'll get to okay. that. Well, yeah. thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with more actual, like fully structured episodes and not just us rambling. <laughs> but if you yeah. want to leave us a comment or a review in the meantime, that'd be great. Also, you can follow us on social media. We are at PSU wrong. Yeah. Shoot us an email at PSU wrong at gmail.com or leave us a review on Apple podcasts. That would be fantastic. But until next week, <laughs> yeah. guys, bye. <laughs> <laughs>